Welcome to the Revenue Marketing Report powered by CaliberMind. Our goal on the RMR is to help marketers move from subject matter experts to strategic business partners. I'm your host, Kamala Thompson, and today I'm thrilled to introduce Kevin Marcus Miller. Kevin, tell us a little bit about yourself. (laughs) Hey, thank you so much, Kevin. I appreciate you. My name is Kevin Marcus Miller, the Marketing Clarity Doc. I own a growth business agency called All Approach. We're located here in Seattle, Washington. Uh, Virtually, we have about 25 team members in four continents. And our mission is to help entrepreneurs, business owners, grow that emotional and financial bank account. So Kevin and I met some years ago, and I just I'm so excited for the direction you've taken with your career and what your team's offering, because I feel like your team being both global and one of the biggest buying power generations out there really can add some perspective to entrepreneurs that's much needed. So I'm excited for you and I'm excited for us to discuss today's topic, which is getting over the imposter syndrome hurdle. Ooh. So, <laughs> I know, I'm excited. I've joked that if you have empathy, you have imposter syndrome. <laughs> that's a good one. Or the opposite is my, I always get worried when people tell me that they've never thought about that or never struggled with it. Because if you've got a lot of empathy, you're looking at who's around you. I think it's natural for a lot of people to say, I don't know if I have enough experience to really call myself an expert. Mm. We met when you were an independent contractor at a startup. And it was really clear to me that you had a lot of talent and had an aptitude for spotting problems and suggesting creative solutions. But the reason why I wanted to talk about imposter syndrome is one, you made a really huge jump from... Oh, yeah. From contractor to independent entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Also... When we were working on things together, there wasn't a lot of confidence there. And I wondered if imposter syndrome had something to do with that, just from a place of Mm. honesty for both of us, because I feel like a lot of times when we interacted, people who aren't comfortable in their position always tend to lead with what they don't know as opposed to... Correct. Yeah. So here's, here's how I perceive the situation. Yeah. Let's go all the way back to college. I wanted to be in the marketing major in college. I didn't get in. My GPA was too low. That's That's where imposter syndrome started. Oh, that shocks me. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. GPA was all I was doing uh, at the time in college was building my brand as a uh, music producer. That's all I cared about. Okay. Yeah. Then your focus wasn't there because... You know, your work quality is just amazing. Like right. anything you put your mind to, you've got it. Thank you. So, yeah, that, that you know, my priorities was not in my education. And funny enough, that was actually the side door needed for me to get the job at Cumulo. So here's what happened. Didn't get into the marketing major, got into communications, got better at communicating. And so tried to, you know, try to get in the front door by working in marketing and major and all, but didn't get in took a side door to go to communications. Mm-hmm. And after I graduated was a security, no, excuse me, a security guard mm-hmm. after trying to knock on the front door for industries and jobs to be a marketer got denied. Mm. Self-esteem's going down. Every oh time, yeah. Right. Yeah. So then working as a security guard, the number one thing, people don't respect your authority. You're a joke. And I also didn't match how I felt about myself inside. Yeah. 
I didn't see myself as a security guard, right? I never thought I would be one. So that side door, while I was in the loading dock, I applied to the job at Cumulo and got it while I was working. Mm -hmm. So then, okay, got a little bit of boost of self-esteem, but no, I'm still the security guard in a Cumulo building. Mm. And that's exactly what who you met and knew at the time was a security guard. So of course, absolutely, there was zero confidence there. And you saying that I felt like an intern actually confirms the growth. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a pride thing for me. It makes me feel, it makes me actually feel proud mm-hmm. because it, it reminds me of where I started in terms of self-esteem and my skill set and where I'm at now. It's like, it's like night and day. Yeah. That's heavy. Very heavy. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about a little bit what, the transformation. So I did sense being uncomfortable and not confident. Yes. Which was actually in contrast with how those of us directly working with you felt about you because we felt like we could trust anything we gave to you. We knew was going to be done well. And we knew that if you got stuck, you're going to tell us right away and you're going to work through it. Like we had confidence in you. Absolutely. But I know that's not the catalyst for how quickly you were able to change your mindset because I know you. And if you're willing to share your process for just doing a complete 180. Right. So the catalyst. So after my time at Cumulo, right, contract ran up. After my time there, I got a job at Microsoft. And so I was working there, did pretty good. And then that contract ran up. And so at that time in my life, it was about August of 2019. So I was in between jobs, actually. So I was unemployed, technically. Still security guard in my mindset, really. I I got some more skills. But even when I was at Microsoft on that first gig, I was still operating on that same frequency. Mm -hmm. So August 1st, 2019, decided to go play some basketball that day because I wanted to change my frequency and my trajectory slowly in my life. Mm -hmm. This was a time of deep reflection for me. Mm -hmm. And um, I thought getting outside of my comfort zone and being around, you know, some basketball players, because I hadn't exercised in a long time, really uh, played basketball. I thought it would help. (laughs) And funny enough, it did, but not in that way. So I'm coming up the court. It's August 1st, 2019, about three minutes in the game, right here in Seattle, across from where the Mariners play. And something happened about three minutes in the game. My heart actually completely stopped when I was on the basketball court. Mm. So I was about 25 at the time and uh, I was unconscious for about three days. They basically cooled my body and then warmed it back up. And the very first thought I had when I woke up was I had been living a life of what other people saw as my potential, not what I actually saw and felt deep inside that I wasn't willing to share with others. Mm -hmm. So deep down inside, I really do think that I am great at like a very high level. Mm -hmm. Like if you think of like celebrities or people you think are like way unattainable, that's how I really feel about myself deep down. Mm -hmm. I just was never willing to say it out loud. Yeah. Yeah. So on Cumulo, right? Or at Microsoft, I was never living that out. I was living out the shallow version of, oh, I'm, I'm here by chance and yeah. what it is. And so that light bulb moment when I woke up was what was enough for me to say, okay, 
I'm going to go ahead and the worst thing that could happen here is that I make zero money and I go back to a corporate job and that's already my existing life right now. Mm-hmm. That's the worst thing that could happen. So I decided to go after the greatness. So I left, I just walked away from, I went back to Microsoft a couple months for another gig, was already working on my exit plan and um, walked away January, 2020. And what made you gravitate towards really growth marketing and business coaching? Because that's what I was doing with my internal self this whole time. You had practice. Had practice on me. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I was just, just a manifestation of what I had done with my internal internal demons, internal, whatever you want to call it. So it's just that and helping others do the same. Wow. <laughs> so I think I need a second to just let it all sink in. It's huge. I think there are some parallels probably for some people who are, are listening, who they're calling it the great resignation right now, because we've had this global event that's been pretty traumatic. I mean, I, I wouldn't put it at the level of your story at all because that's for a 25 year old to face that is just, it completely forces you to redefine your, your future, like what you can, what you want to do, what you should be doing really just is, it forces a reckoning. And I think to a much lesser extent, a lot of us going through the pandemic are reevaluating what's important to us, what we want to prioritize and what we want to do for those who are on the cusp of deciding, you know, do I take a risk and do some, the thing I've always wanted to do or go out on my own and start a consultancy. Do you have any like general high level advice for like weighing out that decision in your mind? For sure. First of all, you know, what's weird is even when I tell that story, it still doesn't feel like my story. Do you not remember a lot of it? I don't remember any of it. So it's all been told to me. So it's a, it's like a pastime, right? Because I didn't live it. I wasn't actually awake. Yeah. So that's really, just want to say that. And then the second thing is, I think we need to look at ourselves that way in order to make the decision that's best for us. Yeah. So looking at it from a bird's eye view, instead of you're in the situation, that's going to help you get the clarity you're looking for because that's why I can do this for my clients is because I'm not them. Yeah. I can oh, yeah. say, oh yeah, no, your, your price is too low or, oh no, that, that offer is not going to work because there's no market for it. Yeah. Right. So if we can just for a second, have some kind of catalyst to get out of ourselves for a little bit and then look at the situation with that lens, you'll be able to make the right decision. Yeah, I think it just illustrates that mindset is such a huge part of all of this. And we are our own worst narrators. Mm. It was just too too close. And and we just like, you know how when you're hanging out with friends and they're complaining about something and you're like, oh, easy. This is what's going on. If it was happening to us at the same time, no ability to be able to make that parallel. So I think... Mental health is so important and being able to find a mentor, a coach, a therapist, whatever you need to be able to tap into even what you're feeling right now. Right. Like I go to therapy like every month. I don't think it's the way I look at therapy is it's more important than the gym. It's exercising your mind. Yes. It's getting a 
uh, less biased opinion, (laughs) you know, this it's being able to get out of yourself and look at your situation without it's kind of outsourcing that. Right. (laughs) No, I agree. Yeah. I, I love therapy. I think it's good for everybody. It goes to show though, that mindset plays such a huge role in our own happiness. Mm-hmm. And that's not saying it's somebody's fault if they're unhappy in their position or something, but it is saying we have more control than we think we do. Mm-hmm. So I think about my own big career change and thinking that I didn't have any options, but what I'd been doing for like 15 years. And it's just not true. It's not true at all. And that's not true for so many people out there. They have other things they're passionate about. They're good at all of these things. So when you're coaching entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. how does this mindset shift typically play out? I I imagine it doesn't take place all at once. (laughs) They've had something really jarring. Uh, It's always a self-esteem awareness thing every time. Mm -hmm. And it usually comes from someone else they care about. So one of my recent clients, it came from her kid. Her Mm -hmm. kid said something. That I repeated and said to her, and then the kids said it in a certain way. Yeah. They heard it and it clicked. Have you been burned by attribution? Are you tired of fighting with salespeople over target accounts and lead scores? We've all been there, and that's because traditional marketing analytics tools bolt onto your CRM and calculate attribution and engagement scores on the data as it is. And let's face it, Most of the time, your CRM data is far from perfect. Caliber Mind is unique because it pulls data from all your sources, not just your CRM, into a data platform. Caliber Mind unifies your information, which means you can attribute dollars to website activity, standard Salesforce campaign activity, and more without wasting time in spreadsheets. Ditch the spreadsheets and check out a new way to analyze revenue data with Caliber Mind at calibermind.com. Right. It has to come from not just someone you're paying usually, but yeah. it comes from a validation from the person who was saying it to you, right? Yeah. Coach or whatever. Yeah. Like real world implement it. Yeah. That's usually what happens with my clients is somebody validates it or an experience that they have validates what I've been telling them. And it's funny because I don't know if our shared client would be happy with me sharing this, but it's funny because <laughs> she'll be like... Kevin is amazing. He had all of these ideas. I know you told me this in the past, but now I'm ready to hear it. And I'm like, that's okay. That's, that's okay. I think people need to hear things like seven times before it really hits home. Right. It's beautiful. It is. And that, I mean, I needed to hear that I was an elite problem solver and marketer for years, not even just seven times. I needed to see it manifested in the world before I, I really... Uh, stepped into it and marketed myself as that way. Yeah. Yeah. And your portfolio definitely speaks for itself there. Yeah. I'd love to talk a little bit about the freedom that comes with shifting the mindset Mm. and being an independent entrepreneur. Yeah. What are your thoughts there? So I think the biggest thing is you have a uh, freedom to fail and there's no more performance expectation from anyone else except you. That's the number one thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like corporate job, right? There is a performance expectation. Sure. It's my company. I can decide like, oh, well, this thing's not working right now. We're going to do this now. Mm -hmm. Or we didn't hit our goal. That's fine. 
Yeah. I get to I get to drive that and dictate that and the team gets to be the co-captains. Yeah. It's more fun that way. <laughs> it's way more fun that way because there's lot really not any pressure. Yeah. I'm just thinking back to like middle school actually. I know this is kind mm. of out of left field, but I'm thinking like middle school age. Our whole purpose is to figure out how to fit in with everybody from an evolutionary standpoint and psychological standpoint. And that's when the external uh, input really starts coming in about what other people think about what I'm doing. Am I meeting people's expectations? Am I going to fit in and meet the norm? And really becoming independent puts a lot of trust in yourself and your own inner monologue. That inner voice needs to really change in order to make it work. Right. Right. Oh, I love that. That inner, that inner child, that inner voice is definitely a guide of ours that we neglect and other people dump dirt on for so many years. And by the time we clear the dirt away, we realize what was there the whole time. Yeah. I think the term is negative self-talk. Yes. If you really think about it, you think about whose voice you're hearing. It's, it's not your own. Like it's, it's things you've heard from other people, like you said, being parroted back. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause like one of the biggest uh, negative self-talks in my life came from how people looked at me when I was a security guard. Mm. So it wasn't that they were saying anything it was their nonverbals were saying everything I needed to know. Yeah. Right. So that I internalized that and that's who I existed as for, for years. What I'm really wondering, like in my heart right now is how those of us established in the workplace with a network can be more welcoming Mm -hmm. and make sure that people see what we see. Because what I saw was somebody with talent and vision and the ability to think think both strategically and tactically. How how could I have made that Kevin more comfortable? You can. uh, That's just the truth. And the reason I say that is because at the time I was a 23-year-old Black man at a startup And I didn't even know what the word startup meant when I started there. Mm. There was no way for me to be comfortable. The whole thing was uncomfortable. Yeah. To this day, though, favorite job I ever had. I still talk to people from there. Mm -hmm. And my experience, I wouldn't take anything back because it was the best work experience I've had. Even even over some of my day-to-day interactions as an entrepreneur with clients, it's still to this day. Yeah, it's still... If I would have gone that that trajectory in corporate world at Cumulo, I might have still been there. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can see that. We definitely wanted to get you back in, and I was so mad when the budget dropped. You know, that's a different... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that was a fun day, but honestly, I was fine. Like, everyone was more worried about me, but I was okay, like, because... I still hung out with you guys. Like I still came to kick it and everything. So I didn't feel any kind of way about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back to people thinking about starting their own business. Yes. It's a scary time to do that. I actually started my own business like a month before the pandemic hit. <laughs> it was very scary. Why? What are the reasons this isn't a bad time to start a business? Yeah. So it's a bad time if you decide to only be a solopreneur. Mm. That's the distinction because the many measures energy. So if you're only thinking about the energy required from you to start the business and make it flourish, then it seems a lot more daunting than it would be if the energy was a team thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, right? I think that's... Imagine starting Cumulo by yourself. That can never happen. 
No. Like I'm, I'm thinking about like one of the things that stalled me was, but I don't know how to do X, Y, and Z. I don't think a lot of people get that you don't have to do those things. Like you can actually outsource. You're not supposed to do those things. That's an even yeah. easier way to look at it. Yeah. 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 Like if, if you're not a marketing expert, which a lot of people listening to this are, you'd outsource social media would be one of the first things you outsource and building a website and all of those sorts of things. Like you wouldn't try to muddle through it and, or you shouldn't because the website's not going to look great. <laughs> shouldn't. Absolutely. And yeah, in the very beginning. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> one of the websites that is commented on every single week as excellent and and people want to work with us because of it and all these things is a site that I did before I had any budget to hire anybody. Mm -hmm. And in my personal opinion, it's one of our worst websites. Well, it also shows that delegating can be really scary for some people. I don't, I'm not saying that for you because it sounds like you're kind of relieved to get (laughs) that off your plate. Might be misreading that, but I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not reading it all. But yeah, I think some of the easier things to handle over is like establishing licensing, you know, the process, like if you're doing an LLC, getting all that baseline paperwork, because there's a lot of it. And then, you know, accounting. I think a lot of people have some, like once they get over the imposter syndrome and make the decision, it can be really hard to decide what you do and don't do. How do you help people kind of work through that? Yeah, we we actually put it down in a daily routine on what the gener- you know the most generating revenue generating tasks are for your business things that move the needle so you stick to these things and then ignore everything else and put those on the back burner instead of putting the important things on the back burner and the most important thing most entrepreneurs when they start their business they put on the back burner is proper lead generation oh yeah oh i'll get to it i'll just get referrals oh i'll do this i'll just send too much oh you would not believe the thought process people it's like it's like you gotta think about it getting leads into your business is the equivalent of having oxygen to your brain Mm -hmm. you don't even think about that it's just something that we neglect as humans right Mm -hmm. but in your business you have to start that process yeah speaking of being your own worst narrator uh Knowing where to focus can be a problem too. Like I remember when I first started my business, it didn't occur to me initially that I actually had a really rich network to tap into. <laughs> like it took me a minute and that's embarrassing, but like having an external perspective, a coach you can turn to totally critical. For sure. Commitment coaches are for making you uh, commit. Mm-hmm. Right. Because a lot of these answers, someone else could give them to you or you could have an epiphany and they come, but it doesn't mean you're going to act on. Well, I also think that there's a an additional sense of responsibility if you communicate it to somebody else. Yep. Like if you have goals in your head, it's not a big deal if you don't hit them. Right. I. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Love it. So for people thinking about going off on their own, where can they find you online? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd love to connect with y'all. Um, you feel free to check out our website, allapproach.com. We're a business growth agency. So we look at your business from a holistic point, not just, hey, let's get you some more leads. We're really thinking about, is your offer good? What's the strategy? Let's implement the strategy. Let's consult you along the way. So, 
Yeah, and I know you really dig in and figure out strengths and weaknesses and make recommendations around there. So that's that's really powerful. For those of you looking for more great content like this, check out calibermind.com.